Hello, and welcome to the School of Attraction podcast. I'm Damien Dicker, and I'll be talking to you about a range of topics from dating, attraction, masculinity, sexuality, life philosophy, and much, much more. So without any further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy listening to today's podcast just as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Nice guys finish last. It's such a popular term. It's so mundane and prosaic. It's found its way into book titles, movie titles, song titles. In fact, we see it everywhere and we see it so often because we witness it as being true almost all the time. The difficulty is that when you use such a simple phrase to actually discuss such a complex problem for men, it's very easy to make a lot of mistakes when we try to fix the situation and recover from the nice guy syndrome. It's very easy to assume, hey, when I, the way to stop being a nice guy is to start being a jerk. The way to stop being a nice guy is to treat them mean, keep them keen, which is another saying that's done the rounds. But it's very easy to feel like that's the solution, right? To flip away from being too nice. Well, we can't be nice to women. We have to be mean to women, right? But actually, nice guyness is, 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 is pretty much a pathology. It's a way of looking and interacting with the world that's dangerous, that's harmful. It's about a series of rules that we grow up with about what it means to be loved and, 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 and wanted and desired by women and people in general that leads so many men so far astray. So today, what I want to do is take a deep dive into the pathology of the nice guy syndrome and figure out really what's involved, what a nice guy has really got going on inside and what his path to recover looks like. So what is a nice guy exactly? A nice guy isn't just a person who likes being nice to people. That is the story that nice guys tell themselves. And myself, especially as a young man, fell into this category. I spent many years working my way out of the nice guy pathology. So the story that we tell ourselves is this. In order to be loved, in order to be worthy of being loved by other people, we need to demonstrate constantly that we're lovable. In order to be loved, we need to constantly show that we have value. If we aren't being a good boy, then we aren't deserving of love. And so nice guys, they take this idea around love, and when they meet a woman they really like, what happens is that all their energy goes into showing them how amazing a guy he is, what a good boy he can be, right? He will, he will demonstrate how supportive he can be, what a good listener he can be, how, um, how attuned to her wants and needs he can be, um, how, how unlike other men he is. By the way, one of the really common themes you'll see amongst guys who suffer with nice guy syndrome is they very typically think of themselves as not being like most guys. Oh, I'm not like, I'm like, not like most men. Most men are dickheads. I'm not like them. That's a very common mindset that a lot of nice guys have. And so they also try to promote that with women. Hey, look at me. I'm so different to all the others. The difficulty, of course, with this is that the nice guy spends all his time being pathologically afraid of disappointing women. Because when he disappoints women, his, the story that he has about love says to him that if I disappoint a woman, it means that I'm not lovable. It means that I'm not worthy of love. If she feels disappointed in me, that means she doesn't love me anymore. And that's a very powerful motivator to men to never, ever disappoint women. And what this means is that as a nice guy, you're never getting your needs met because you're always putting a woman's needs way, way, way above your own wants and needs. Now, of course, the problem is that women don't want that from a man. 
I know in theory it sounds like a thing women should want, right? What woman wouldn't want a guy who's just going to go out and try to please her left, right, and center? But the truth of the matter is that that man feels weak to her. She can't trust that man. She doesn't know why she can't trust that man, but she feels slightly repelled, slightly repulsed. It's very asexual to have that experience with a man. What creates sexual polarity between men and women is a little bit of push and pull. A little bit of, oh, I want this from him, but he refuses to give it to me, right? A little bit of, oh, I cannot make him do whatever I want by batting my eyelids. I really have to work in this relationship to get what I want. This, uh, when a woman feels like this is a man who will say, this is what I want, babe. Do you want the same thing or not? Because this is where I'm at. That feeling of a man with strong boundaries with a clear sense of self and who he is is sexy to women and nice guys don't bring that to the table um jerks right jerks bring that to the table bad boys bring that to the table here i am love it or leave it but the downside to being a jerk or being a bad boy is that what they do don't do ever is care about a woman so they, they never care about a woman's needs the jerk is like the opposite they put their own needs so far above the needs and wants of a woman that they never pay any attention to her wants and needs. And that's the, it's the opposite. And the opposite of something bad is not necessarily something good. It's generally something bad. The upswing, of course, is that jerks do get women. Jerks do get relationships, just not healthy, long-term, happy relationships. What I really struggle with when I'm working with men who suffer with nice guy syndrome is that they truly believe I'm just a nice person who likes doing nice things for other people. I'm just someone who likes that. Is there anything so bad about that? Why should women treat such a guy like me so badly? But actually, what lurks behind that um, is, is that there's always this darkness. There's always a resentfulness in every long-term relationship you see with nice guys. There, there is very rarely nice guys around who don't feel like women are selfish. Women just want to take advantage of men. Women, women you know, um, um, never contribute as much as a man contributes. Women can't love men the way men love women. They have these resentful, dark thoughts and feelings about women because their needs never get met. And their needs don't get met because the, these men feel like demanding that their needs get met will disappoint a woman. If they disappoint a woman, they won't be loved. And so you've got this constant cycle of, of feeling resentful and that resentment, it comes out. So uh, nice guys are often very passive aggressive in the relationships and they often have these moments of explosive anger where they get so angry because they feel like they're being taken advantage of and they feel like they have to fight for what they deserve and the woman never contributes. Um, and that's a big problem because they think they're nice, but they're not. They're just as selfish slash unselfish. They're just like everybody else. They're not really any uniquely anything uniquely special. And so they get angry. And nice guys typically also have a sexual vent. Now, if you're a nice guy watching this, this might be uncomfortable to hear. But odds are, statistically, you have a sexual outlet. That could be you cheat on your partners. It could be regularly seeing prostitutes. It could be some kind of... Um, kink that you're heavily involved with, but the key is you don't tell anyone. Probably nobody you know even knows about your sexual predilections. You keep it hidden from everybody in your life, and it's very subversive and shameful, and you don't probably even like me talking about it, but it's probably there as well. And so, yeah, nice guys, they're not as nice as they seem on the surface. They just look nice in the beginning. So what does it look like trying to recover from being a nice guy? Because we know we don't want it to be that... And you probably don't want to be an asshole either because that's not who you are. Nice guys typically don't want to just go off and be jerks. What, what, what does that solution look like? Well, the first thing you need to do is start being comfortable holding your own boundary, what I would call speaking your truth. So, you know, what I had to learn to do, and I still in some ways am learning to do, is if I 
If someone wants to see me, let's say there's a girl that I'm seeing and she wants to see me, she really wants to catch up, I have to learn to be okay saying, you know what, I'm not in the mood to catch up this evening. Let's catch up another time. Even if she really wants to see me, I've got to be okay doing these little things in the beginning. And then what you do is you start to expand that out and you start to become more and more comfortable demanding your needs, even if they disappoint other people. Now, of course, there's always a line. You know, there's a line to which, let's say, there's a woman who I've been seeing and she's just had someone in the family die. In that case, maybe she's she's in extra space of necessarily needing some support and, okay, I'll forego my needs because her needs in that moment are pretty high. That's not unhealthy. That's not being a nice guy. See, when nice guys do favors for women, when nice guys do really great things for women, they usually do it, in fact, they always do it covertly wanting something in return. They don't necessarily know what it is, but nice guys so typically will say, I did this for you and I did this for you and I did that for you and you've given me nothing back. She didn't agree to give you anything for that thing you did for her, right? It's, it's called covert contracts. When you create this contract in your head, if, if I do this for her, she now owes me one, that is very endemic to the nice guy syndrome. And so, yeah, this creeps its way into those relationships. And so you need to start to back away from that. And you need to start saying, if I do something for someone, they don't owe me jack. You need to start saying, I'm only going to do something for someone if it's convenient enough for me, if it seems fair enough, given what my own wants and needs are. And that's really uncomfortable. And I always say to guys, you need regular support. I don't know any man who has gotten through, who has broken free of his nice guy shackles alone. Myself included, I don't know anyone because... Your relationship, like the, the desire in every human being to be loved, to be, to be, to be, um, to feel lovable, right? And to feel like we constantly deserve love, even if we're not doing nice things, is huge. And we will constantly revert back to our nice guy behavior the second we stop paying close attention to it. Um, you, what you expect when you're trying to get recover from being a nice guy is to constantly fall back into old habits, constantly fall back. And so you need regular interaction with someone that could be a therapist, it could be a men's group, it could be some good friends who are all struggling with nice guy stuff who are going to help each other. But whatever it is, you need regular base touches with someone to hold you accountable, to say, oh crap, I fell into this trap again. Oh crap, I fell into the trap again this week. So that you can remind yourself and, and, and more and more get more consistent at not falling into that old trap of what you used to do. It's really hard work. And I know that a lot of men watching this are probably going to feel, they're going to feel like they want to fight. I don't mean necessarily aggressively with me, but they're going to want to argue the case. I'm not nice. I'm just, you know, women are really are. do want to take advantage of men. Um, and to that, I'll say, no, <laughs> it's not actually a gender thing. When you have, there are women who have like nice woman syndrome, like, I'm unlovable to a guy if I do nice things for him. There are women who have this thing as well. It manifests a bit differently in women. But super pleasers, that's a female style. Those women as well always get taken advantage of by men. Men always take them for a ride. Men always take, take, take and never give back. That's human behavior. Whenever someone's too eager to please because they've got their own agenda, like in other words, I'm trying to please you so that I can be loved, you'll never get that energy put in. You'll never get that back. And so it's not a gendered thing. So yeah, that's my take on, on, on the nice guy stuff. I know this is a little bit of a dry topic, but I reckon if you're suffering with nice guy yourself, then this is probably something that's going to be of great interest to you. What I'd really like to hear is if you have worked through the nice guy stuff yourself, how did you get through it? Uh, outside of the No More Mr. Nice Guy, which I think is a fantastic book to go and check out, 
Has there been any literature that's really made a big difference? Have there been men's groups or groups in general or online groups that you've been a part of that's really helped you through this journey? I'd love to start um, collaborating and creating some more resources. I'm working on a nice guy course myself uh, to do, to you know run here in Australia. So any input on that would be really, really greatly appreciated. That's it for today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Don't forget to check us out at schoolofattraction.com. I highly recommend you check out my comprehensive and free dating personality test, which you can find by clicking personality test at the top of the page. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you in my next podcast.